Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. We have so much to get into. Number one, I got an up, I got a, a email probably around 237. It was from the big boss. Not my direct boss, not Steven Spector, not the boss man. It's from it's from his boss. I got an email that said, I hope you enjoy the wild card game. And it was like a, a little wink emoji attached to it. Now, if you listen to this show, you know, I ain't going outside. Not at all. I'm happy that I've created that brand. You guys can call me whatever names you want. But the one thing you'll never be able to call me is cold. I don't want to be cold. I don't have any interest. And going outside and being cold. It's one thing to be cold if they said the weather was going to be like 43 degrees on Saturday. That'd be one thing. They're talking about that it's going to be 48 degrees colder than what I was just talking about. No thanks. It's going to be so cold that even at zero, God decided, you know what? It's not cold enough. Let me keep turning the thermostat down. I don't want to go out there. If you want to go to the game, that's great. Someone has to go to the game. Someone has to be a part of the television show, and I'm happy. It will be better for me to watch at home that you are at the game. So thank you for going. I'm telling you guys this story because Rob, just a couple of days ago on this show, said he would go for free. He said, I don't want to pay to be cold, which makes a lot of sense to me, but if some tickets fell in my lap, I would go. Well, you know what? Some tickets fell in his lap. Rob, I'm not going to use these. I am happy to just give them to you. I don't need anything. I don't need you. You don't owe me anything. I'm not going to bring this up. Let's say you and I go get something to eat, and I'm going to be like, hey, do you remember that time I gave you? No, it's never going to come up again. You said you want to go watch the Chiefs game. I want to help you go watch the Chiefs game. I'll just give them to you, but you don't want to go now. It's one thing to talk about it. I'm giving you the opportunity. Do you want to go to the game? You know, it's going to be cold. I got other things on the agenda. I got some things, you know, happening behind the scenes in my life. I got to take care of this week. I, I don't think the schedule is going to allow for me to get to Arrowhead this weekend, unfortunately. So, so I'm going to pass on the uh, on the free tickets. Th- thank you, though. It's very nice. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to shake out the way I want it to shake out. Okay. All right. I've never lied to the people. 
if you listen to this show, you have got my honest opinion on everything. I wish I could say the same for my companion, for my partner, for my guy. I wish I could say that. But Rob, Rob ain't real. I'm real. I'm going to tell you my strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to tell you my flaws and all. And I don't want to be cold. I don't want to go to the game. No, thanks. I don't want to go. I don't care where the seats are. If they're outside, I don't want to go. If you got seats indoors and you want to talk to me about going to the game, I'm happy to listen. You got a suite? Your company paid for a suite? You want me to come? I'll be there. But I don't, I don't want to go outside. No, not at all. No, thank you. That's number one. That's the number one thing that we were talking about today. The number two thing we've been talking about today, for some reason, today was retirement day out at Arrowhead. I don't really know why today was retirement day, but it was retirement day out there. Now, I don't have to tell you guys that a lot of old people have been retiring lately, which seems like something you do when you're old. Like, I don't say that as a negative. You've worked for a long time. You've made good money. I don't want to work anymore. You know what? I want to do something else with my life, and you should be able to do that. So we've seen in recent memory, Coach K, over 70. Coach K is 76 years old. He retired. Roy Williams, he is currently 73 years old. He retired. Nick Saban, just retired. Bill Belichick, I don't think he's retired, but he stepped down. A lot of old people are in the news. Andy Reid, he's an old person. He's kind of in the news. He has to go outside in minus 17-degree weather. I could understand if Andy Reid woke up one day and said, I don't want to do this anymore. So somebody asked Andy Reid today, hey, are you considering retirement? Is this something that you're thinking about? This is what Andy said. I haven't even thought about that, Nate. I mean, I'm thinking about one thing. I, I, I figured that would come up when you guys were asking these questions because I'm old, so, but not that old. I don't know why this is a story. I mean, I guess I know why, because other old people are in the news, so it's fair to ask, like, one other old person, hey, are you considering retiring? Andy Reid is not retiring. Now, I don't know Andy Reid's family background or what's going on or his health. I, I don't know. That's not my place to know. But I just, I don't think he's retiring now. I think now I would say that everything that is happening in the news kind of gives us a timetable of when it could happen. I think Andy is going to retire in the same way that Nick Saban just retired. I think it'll be at the end of the season. I don't think that Andy is going to tell us, hey, this is my last year. I don't think he wants to go out that way. I think Andy, after a season, maybe it's after a Super Bowl win, maybe it's not, but I think we get a tweet very similar to how we got with Nick Saban that Andy Reid is no longer the head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think that time is coming for at least the next three to five years. So it is not something that I have given a whole lot of thought to. Maybe I will be wrong, and maybe he will retire. But he didn't say no there, but I feel pretty confident that he is going to come back. I think Kansas City will be better next year than they are this year because I think they're going to get back to who they are, a team that can score a lot of points. I think they kind of forgot this. And I think they tried to go. You remember on Oregon Trail when you could go like bare bones on your meals? Well, everybody died when you tried to do that. 
I think next year they're going to spend the right amount of resources to put weapons around Patrick Mahomes and get back to being a top five offense in the National Football League because that's what they are. The Chiefs are 15th in the NFL in scoring. They they scored fewer points than Houston did this year. They scored fewer points than Cleveland did this year. That's not something we should be able to say about an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes-led offense. I think they get back to their roots next year. So I think that Andy is coming back. I feel very confident that Andy is coming back. I would bet money that Andy Reid is coming back. Now, Travis Kelsey was also asked this question. Again, not really sure why it was retirement day out at Arrowhead, but you know what? I'm here for it. Travis Kelsey was asked the same thing. Hey, have you thought about retirement? He's getting kind of old too, Nike. Not old for the earth, but just old to be playing football. Here's what Travis Kelsey said. You guys think about retirement? Am I the only one in this boat? No. Is anybody else in this thing? All right, bro. Whoever's not thinking about stuff down down the road, you know, I, I blame you. I think it's uh, it's just I have no reason to stop playing football, man. I love it. Um, we still have success. Um, come in with a with the right mindset, and uh, I just love the challenge that it gives me every single day uh, to try and be at my best. And like I said, I have no uh, no desire to stop anytime soon. I know that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend makes a lot of money, but Travis Kelsey made a lot of money before she appeared, and I don't know what their future looks like, but maybe something happens in their relationship. He's still going to make a lot of money. He is owed $28 million from the Kansas City Chiefs over the next two years. 28. I think Travis is going to get that 28. And I would say for the first time I guess maybe in a post Tyree killer. I know that's not a long period of time. They're not going to go into next season expecting Travis Kelsey to be wide receiver number one the way that they have the last couple of years. And I understand why they've done that. You know what I think is going to happen next year? I think for the first time, they're going to treat him like a 30-year-old, which I would say is great. You've got a young second-year Rasheed Rice who should have 1,000 yards receiving next year and can be one of the most explosive young receivers in the league. We think that they're going to spend their first-round draft pick on a wide receiver. I think they're going to spend free agent dollars on a wide receiver. They're not going to ask Travis Kelsey to have 1,300 yards next season. Hey, Travis, be a guy that has 65 catches, 850 yards, four or five touchdowns, continue to have great playoff experience and continue to make plays in big spots and be a mismatch problem for anybody. Can you imagine a Kansas city chiefs offense where you're asking Travis Kelsey to be your third or fourth option instead of your number one option and get all the attention from the defense, how long that can maybe preserve his career. So that's what I expect from Travis Kelsey. I don't think Travis Kelsey retiring at the end of the season. I think Travis Kelsey finishes out this contract. He has two more years left on his deal. When this deal is over, he will be 37 years old. That's probably when he retires. He obviously has a very very successful post-football career ahead of him. He can do anything. He can go work at ESPN, can go work at NFL Network. He can go do whatever he wants to do. He has a very successful podcast. He's a nice-looking human being. He can make. He can be in a movie if he wants to. Travis Kelsey could be in a rom-com if he really wants to. He's been on Saturday Night Live two separate times. There is no stopping Travis Kelsey from what his post-football career can, can do. I just think it's going to take a couple of years until we get there. I think Travis Kelsey plays these next two years. 2024, 2025, I don't think he signs another contract with the Chiefs, and I think he retires. But we got two more seasons to have that conversation. So I understand that today was retirement day. 
out at Arrowhead Stadium. It doesn't need to be. Andy will be back next year. Travis Kelsey will be back next year. I'm not sure if Chris Jones or Sneed's going to be back next year, but you know what? We'll figure that out when we get there. But I feel very confident about those first two individuals that they will continue to be employed and continue to perform at a very high level for the Kansas City Chiefs. Rob, let's get to the hits. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Well, Ken, the top for the day in Kansas City continues to be the Chiefs matchup with the Miami Dolphins in playoff football in about bro, I'm so disappointed 50 hours you, from now. I can't even move. I'm just so disappointed in you. You lied to you not only lied to me, but you lied to the people. It's one thing to lie to me. I don't care if you lie to me. You lied to the people. They were expecting for you to be at the game. What if your presence was the difference in a win or a loss? That your enthusiasm, your positive energy, your bright spirit, what if that's the difference between a win and a loss and you're not willing to help the Chiefs off? You're selfish is what you are. You're only thinking about yourself and your own personal enjoyment. You're not willing to make the sacrifices to be great. By the way, for anyone on the text line who's like, oh, I'd go, Rob's big talk. Tickets are $40 right now, and that market's going to come tumbling down in the next 48 hours. So text line, if you're going to be like, Rob, you turned down the cold game. You're soft. You better be at the game. I better not be watching on Peacock on Saturday night and see empty seats because that would mean that the text line is all talk to. Text line going to be there every single person. Uh Uh-huh. The text line said, Karen, you told your first lie. You said Rob has positive energy. Good point. Good point, texter. That's not true. I have a lot of positive energy. Not toward this Chiefs team, but I have positive energy. Well, as I said, carrying the top story of the day in Kansas City is the Kansas City Chiefs matchup with the Miami Dolphins. We are about 50 hours away from kickoff, and you noticed something about the Dolphins quarterback. You made the comparison that literally everyone makes about every mediocre quarterback. He's just Alex Smith. Care to elaborate on how Tua Tagovailoa is just Alex Smith reincarnate? I think that Tua is maybe the best, worst quarterback to have. He's not good enough to get you to where you want to go, but he's not bad enough where there is a sense of urgency to improve at the position. I think the Dolphins have a good quarterback. You have not heard me come on here at any point and say that Tua stinks or that I think he's bad. That's not true. He completed almost 70% of his passes this year, had 30 touchdown passes. Tua is a very good quarterback in the league. Look at the path that they're potentially going to have. Tua would have to go on the road and beat Patrick Mahomes, go on the road and beat Lamar Jackson, and maybe have to go on the road and beat Josh Allen. Does anybody think that Miami is good enough at quarterback to do those things? Look at what they have given Miami this year. Miami was top three in rushing yards this year. They have the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Jalen Waddell is a dog and a guy that would be a number one wide receiver on probably 25 teams in the National Football League and they still lost their division, their quarterback still wasn't enough to at least lock you in one home game. You want to know why Miami has to go on the road and play in the frozen tundra of Arrowhead Stadium? Because they weren't good enough this year. They had their opportunity. They had multiple opportunities. Miami could have been the one seed in the AFC. They could have ensured that all their games were played in warm weather environments. They weren't good enough. They lost at every single turn against any team that we thought was good. A lot of that is just quarterback play. They're just not good enough at the position. 
I'm telling you, Miami is good enough that you will never look at quarterback as being the problem, but they're also bad enough at the position that they will never, ever break through the ceiling. Kind of like how Kansas City was. You guys remember? You remember talking yourself into it. Well, if if everything goes right, well, that's not how football works. Something always goes wrong. A drop happens. You get down early. It's not perfect. It's not always going to be sunny days. But you know that that quarterback's not good enough to get you out of that problem, out of that situation. It's a it's a very very difficult spot to be in, and that's where the Miami Dolphins are. Two. Two. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if this is well reported, but their star wideout used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, Carrington Tyree Kill. Yes, former Chief. But you told me today earlier on the show that going into Saturday's super wild card matchup, you're not worried as a Chiefs fan about Tyree Kill slicing and dicing the Chiefs D. You're far more concerned with that running back, the rookie, A-Chan. All right, you know what? Fade the music down a little bit. Miami had six games this season against good football teams. Two games against the Bills, one against the Eagles, one against the Chiefs, one against the Cowboys, one against the Ravens. They had six games. Tyreek Hill did not have 100 yards receiving in any of those games that I'm talking about. He had 58 yards and 82 yards against Buffalo, 88 yards against the Eagles, 62 earlier this season against Kansas City. He narrowly missed 100 yards against the Cowboys, had 99 yards, and had 76 yards against the Ravens. You could argue this season that Tyreek Hill was the best player in the National Football League. He almost had 2,000 yards receiving. He was on pace, too. He had, what, 1,800 yards receiving this year. Tyreek was crazy this season. Like the Miami Dolphins, he was really good against Washington. He was really good against the New York Giants. Oh, when Carolina was, he was going to have 200 yards against Carolina. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Baltimore, less than 100 yards in all of those games. I'm not afraid of Tyreek Hill. That's not to say Tyreek Hill's not great. He's going to be first team all pro this year. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Tyreek is one of the most explosive receivers I've ever seen. What reason do I have to believe that he's going to go crazy on Saturday against the Chiefs? Just from his perspective and Kansas City's, what wide receiver did that against Kansas City this year? They played against almost all of them. Never receiver that you think is really good this season. They probably played against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs locked down. They played A.J. Brown this season, locked down. Justin Jefferson didn't have a good day. Tyreek Hill didn't have a good day. Amon Ross St. Brown didn't go crazy against Kansas City. So I'm factoring in the fact that Tyreek didn't go off against any good defense, any good team in the league, also a defense that if there's one thing I know the Chiefs are going to do, it's going to limit your number one option and your number one wide receiver. Tyreek is not someone I'm afraid of. Now, I am worried about A-Chan, like you mentioned. Could Miami run the ball really successfully in this game and he have 100 yards rushing? Sure. That's their best chance to win. I think that the Dolphins have three chances to win this game. Number one is the Chiefs lose the turnover battle, which is something that they do pretty frequently. That's something I'd be worried about if you're a Chiefs fan. I know you can't predict it going into the game, but balls just get tipped up in the air. Somebody drops one. Somebody fumbles it. Weird stuff happened to the Chiefs this year. They turned the ball over 28 times this season. It is not far-fetched to believe that they lose the turnover differential. That's one way I think the Dolphins can win. 
The other way is Tyreek goes crazy. We saw him do that multiple times this year. People were arguing him to win MVP late into the season. Tyreek could go crazy, but based on the numbers, based on the Chiefs defense, and based on Tyreek, is anybody worried about Tyreek having six catches for 121 yards and two touchdowns? I just don't know why you would feel that way based on the two things I've given you. Or is A-Chain going crazy? And he has 15 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's the only way I see Miami winning this game. I don't think Miami is better than Kansas City. I feel very, very confident that Miami is a worse team than Kansas City. I would pick Kansas City even if this game was on the road this weekend. I think the Chiefs are better than Miami. I think Miami is fraudulent. I think they have been fraudulent this entire season. I do not think that they are a good team. Not in a good team of a sense that they can make a real run and really scare you and are true Super Bowl contending teams. I feel very, very confident that Kansas City is going to win this game. In fact, of all the teams that they could possibly play in wild card weekend, and that includes the teams in the NFC, I feel most confident in their ability to beat this Miami Dolphins team. I think they are a paper champion, paper tiger, coming in very wounded defensively, offense not nearly as good as people think that they are. I feel very, very confident in Kansas City's ability to beat Miami this weekend. It sounds like I know you got to start hating. I, you, no, I know no, you can't I'm wait. Not, to I'm start actually not hating. hating. I'm just. I know you can't wait to start hating. I'm actually just clarifying your thought okay. because I want to make sure we're I'm on here. the same page. Because I actually agree. I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose this weekend. You're picking the Chiefs this week. I'm picking the Chiefs. I, mean, I wish I had a sounder right now because I I'm surprised based on how you've been talking about the Chiefs. Number one, you don't believe in them enough to actually go to the game. So you don't believe in them enough <laughs> to actually go and support them. You're going to be a fair weather fan. I've never been that way. You're going to be a fair weather fan. And the way that you've been talking about the Chiefs, I'm surprised that they won a game this season. I'm surprised that they're even in the postseason. The way you've been talking about the Chiefs, you're a non-believer. You're a doubter. I will be picking the Chiefs, but I want to clarify your stance. You think the Chiefs winning this weekend is more through the fact Miami is a fraud, or you think the Chiefs are going to tighten up their mistakes that have happened in the regular season? Because I would say... I'm also going to pick the Chiefs, but that has far more to do with Miami and the weather and their quarterback and their health than it does the Chiefs. I want to know, are you picking the Chiefs? Again, we have, we're both on the same page. Are you picking them because of the Chiefs and you think they're going to clean up those airs and my, they're going to look airtight against Miami? Or do you think it's Miami just doesn't have the ability to beat a team that is any good in the NFL in January? It's more so about Miami than about Kansas City to answer your question. But I guess I would combat it with, I don't care at this point. You know how we talk about in the regular season, oh, you're just playing the results. Yeah, it's the postseason now. That's all I care about. That, that's literally all I care about is the results. There are no moral victories at this point. There's no, oh, well, did you win the game? That's all I care about. I don't really care how the Chiefs win the game. You got to figure out a way to win three games in three weeks against good teams. And if the path is the way that I think it's going to be, I think Buffalo is going to win this week. I think the Chiefs are going to go on the road to play the hardest postseason game that they've had over these next five years. I don't care how you get there. Do what you got to do, but figure out a way to win. So I'm with you. More of my feeling heading into this wild card game is more about my, I guess, disbelief or unbelief or whatever the term is towards Miami than it is about Kansas City being able to figure out certain things. 
but I just don't think Miami is a team. Like, there are some teams that I think are going to give Kansas City trouble. I think Buffalo is one of those teams. Baltimore. I just don't feel that way about Miami, and I haven't felt that way about Miami at any point this season. There are some things I've been consistent on the entire time, the entire from the beginning of the season till now. My not believing in Miami is at the top of the list. I just don't believe in them as a team. And if you were telling me that we are expecting Miami with Tua, who has never played in a postseason game, this is first time in the postseason. Hell, one of the times in the postseason in college, he got benched in one of the games. So you were telling me it's his first time in the cold. They've never been good in the cold. You got to go on the road. Team super banged up on offense and defense. Raheem Mostert, who's top five in rushing, he's not going to play in this game. We're not sure Xavier Howard's going to play in this game. They're top three or four pass rushers. I just don't believe that they are a good enough team to overcome all of those things. Well, Xavier Howard, according to the official uh, injury report, DMP, right? listed as out for the game oh, so on Saturday. They announced it. Okay, my yeah. bad. They, theirs came out today the same way the Chiefs came out today. The Chiefs will have questionable from Justin Ross, which... Who cares? And they'll also have questionable from Kadarius Tony. They expect Donovan Smith to play. And Xavier Howard is out. And Mostert and Waddle will be listed as questionable going into Saturday's game. Okay. All right. I just didn't know. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Coming up on the other side, we'll continue to get you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk more about Devon A-Chain, who has had one of the better years for a rookie player in the league. And we'll also talk about the run game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're not going to have Jarek McKinnon. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be coming to the rescue. I'll explain. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Pasquale Moore. Remember, Mike's got this. Don't forget to catch Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Right here on 610 Sports Radio. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So when you feel like hope is gone, look inside you and be strong. I'm here to tell you guys and about a hero that has emerged to help save the Chiefs passing game. You guys have been waiting for a legitimate pass-catching option to emerge for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm here to tell you that one has emerged. Look no further. They might not even need to go into free agency. They might already have the fix on their current roster. Rob, did you know that over the last four Chiefs games, did you know that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has more receiving yards than Marquez Valdez-Scanley? Did you know that over the last four Chiefs games, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has more yards receiving than Justin Watson? Did you know that over the last four games, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has more yards receiving than Noah Gray, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Justin Ross, any of these other guys that you want to name? You know who wide receiver number two for the Kansas City Chiefs is? Clyde Everett-Hilaire. You guys tried to push Clyde Everett-Hilaire out of the circle of trust, and here I am. I have always stood by Clyde Everett-Hilaire, never wavered. I've just sat there arm in arm supporting Clyde Everett-Hilaire. That's just the kind of individual that I am. I am here to tell you that a hero has emerged in the Chiefs passing game, and it's Clyde Everett-Hilaire. There's no Jarek McKinnon. It might have some of you down. Hey, I remember last year, second half of the season, Jarek McKinnon, he was a beast. He helped this team. You don't need to worry about that because Clyde Everett-Hilaire is here to save you. More Rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, less of everything else. I'm starting to add exceptions. A couple of gadget plays for McCole Hardman, you know? Get him out there. He's kind of wiry, kind of fast. Give him two to four touches. You want to know one of the other guys that they should be throwing the ball to out of the backfield? Isaiah Pacheco can't do everything. He can't have 20, 21 carries like I want him to, and he also catch it out of the backfield five, six times. This is going to be a month-long run for the Chiefs. You need somebody else to help. Now, I don't want them to give Clyde Everett to layer any carries in the postseason. I'm serious. I know that you guys maybe have some belief that Clyde Everett to layer has been running with a little bit more juice than normal. He hasn't. He's been really good in the past game, though. I mean, really good. Against the Raiders, he had three catches for 42 yards. That is a month's work of work. For Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he had 64 yards receiving. That'd be a career high for Noah Gray. I'm telling you guys, if this team wants to get back to the Super Bowl, listen to the drive. Give the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. When in doubt, just give it to him. If you're unsure about what to do, call a play that just gets him running north and south. And especially when it's cold outside, you know guys don't want to hit. Guys don't want to tackle when it's cold outside. You got to tackle that man when it's cold outside? Absolutely not. I can't think of anything that sounds less fun than trying to tackle Isaiah Pacheco when it's negative 14 degrees outside and the wind is howling and it's the third quarter and he's running like a madman. I don't want anything to do with that. That man's crazy. Keep him away from me. 
If this team wants to go back to the Super Bowl, they need to unlock Clyde Everett-Hilaire because he is their wide receiver number two. And if this team is going to have success, if they're going to have a run, if they're going to have a January to remember, they're going to do so because a real hero has emerged and Clyde Everett-Hilaire has developed into one of the best pass-catching backs in the entire National Football League. This is a real full-circle moment. So you're telling me part of the logic for why you're a believer that CEH can be the hero is because he has more receiving yards than MVS? I mean, come on now. that That's some feat. That's some impressive moment. Me and you have more receiving yards than MVS last four weeks. I don't know why weeks. you're making fun of the fact that Marquez Valdez-Scantling has 42 yards receiving over the Chiefs' last four games. Dude, div- hold on. 42 divided by four. Run those numbers real quick for me. That's around, what, 10 yeah. yards a game? He's good for one big catch, one first down a game. That first down could be why you advance. See, you're focused on the negatives here. I'm focused on the positives. You're telling me that one once a game, MBS is going to make one play that results in a first down. Let's make it late in the game. Let's make it in the second half. Don't throw it to him in the first half and get his catch out of the way. Wait. Wait until halftime. I would keep MBS as warm as possible for the first 30 minutes. Just watch the game inside. Eat. Have a nice little spread. And then that second half, let's unlock our secret weapon. MVS for his one catch for 11 yards on third and five. That's how I would do it. I'm telling you, the text line, text line 913-586-7610. See, you said you don't lie. I'm pretty sure last year you were trying to push him out of the door. Someone else said, Carrington, stop lying. You were down on him last year and earlier this year. Why are you guys focused on the negatives? You were first team had him traded for a seventh basically all summer last year. I mean, they still might be in a better place had <laughs> they done that, but I'm not focused on that right now. I'm here telling you that he is their number two wide receiver and that they need to use him. You guys are worried about problems. I'm trying to find solutions. I'm trying to figure out how we can squeeze a Super Bowl appearance out of the roster that we have. And I'm telling you how Clyde Everett Hilaire. He's your Jarek McKinnon. What can Jarek McKinnon do that Clyde Everett-Alaire can't do? Play for 16 games? I don't, can can, can Jarek <laughs> McKinnon do that? His That's body fair. started falling apart, too. That's fair. That's all I'm saying about Clyde Everett-Alaire. I just want you to believe. I'm just confused because you, were you the text line, me, everyone with a pulse was down on CEH. Didn't understand why he was occupying a roster spot. Basically, remember when Taylor Swift first showed up the game? That was the last time we talked at all positive about CEH until he made that one catch against the Patriots, which we now know everyone's good against the Patriots. Their coach had a foot out the door. I just think relying on CEH is fool's gold. I don't think your other plans are bad. Pound the rock, play defense, don't turn the ball over. Those plans are great. Even on paper, they're great. Even in practice, they're great. Hey, Let's let CEH carry us in the passing game. On paper, it looks foolish. In practice, it's worse. Let me ask you a question. This is a real serious question, guys. 913-586-7610. Which boos do you think will be louder? Let's say that Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown on the first Miami Dolphins drive. And you know, if Tyreek scores a touchdown on the first drive, 
you know that he is going to act a fool. I'm talking about ludicrous, too fast, too furious, act a fool. That's what he is going to do if he scores a touchdown. Do you think those boos are going to be louder or the first MVS drop of the game? Because I am telling you, that first MVS drop, those boos are going to hit harder than a, than a Sprite from McDonald's. I'm telling you. If MVS has a drop in this game, especially early, like if it's third and six and they throw him the ball and he doesn't catch it, I am telling you the boos are going to rain from, you're going to be able to hear the boos from Westport if he drops the ball. You are going to be able to hear the boos from Power and Light if MVS drops the ball. What do you think is louder? Do you think the boos for Tyreek if he scores? I'm telling you, if Tyreek, if Tyreek scores a touchdown, like early on in this game and they take the lead, Tyreek might do a 45-second dance. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he has planned. I know he got something planned, though. Or do you think it's the booing of MVS if he drops a pass? Because I'm t- people are waiting. Can you imagine if, you, if you've been out in that cold since like 1 o'clock and you are freezing, and on that first drive they thought of, and they throw the ball to MVS and he drops it, you, could, I, you wouldn't be able to contain me. You wouldn't be able to. I think the answer is Hill. Because more likely than not, if Hill scores a touchdown, it's going to have a larger impact on the game. Like, let's say it's the first one. Now it's 7 nothing. Let's say the Chiefs are leading, but Hill scores to cut into the lead. Now you feel like, oh, it's a game again. I think Hill scoring and the subsequent dance, peace sign, backflip, all the stuff he is going to do, is going to anger Chiefs fans more because it has a larger impact on the game. If MVS in the third quarter on first and 10 runs a nine-yard out route and whoops-a-daisies drops it and it rolls out of bounds, there's boos, but they're still second and 10. If Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown, there's six points on the board, there's backflips, there's peace signs, and now the scoreboard shows six more for the Dolphins, and it's a playoff game, which means angsty moments. I'm going to take Tyreek Kill for the louder boos. If MVS has one of those drops early in the game, I don't know if Pat, I don't know if Pat will ever speak to MVS afterwards. Like he may never talk to that man again if he drops it. Never. Do you think uh, Brett Veach tarmacs him in the tunnel? <laughs> hey, you're cut today. Don't even go back to the locker room. You can't even come with us to Buffalo. No. Don't even come with us. If they lose, hey, don't even, don't even go take your jersey off. Walk yeah. straight out the parking lot. Don't even come. Someone says, remember, Tyreek said that he is saving a special touchdown celebration for the Chiefs. Oh, if he scores the touchdown, he is going to act a fool. I'm telling you, he will. You won't be able to stop his dancing. He's going to have a whole routine planned. A whole routine. All right. Keep it locked in right here. It's the drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. We'll get back to Chiefs and Dolphins on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. I want to address this as a neutral observer. I have seen the content from both sides. Now, some of you guys might know this, but when I was coming up, Whitlock was one of my favorite, if not my favorite, broadcaster. I've said this. This is public before. I had three kind of heroes in this. Jason Whitlock was one. 
was a big Stephen St. John fan growing up. Still am. Got a lot of love and respect for Stephen St. John. Jim Rome. They were my favorites growing up. Now, it makes me sad what Jason Whitlock has turned into. But you know what? I'm going to be fair, balanced, and neutral on this thing. So I have heard Jason Whitlock and the shots that he has fired towards Stephen A. Smith. And I watched Stephen A. Smith and the firing back that he had yesterday at Jason Whitlock. We got a media tiff. A cat fight, so to speak. This is the thing. And I hate to take this stance, but it's got to be said. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, he cooked Jason Whitlock yesterday. Don't get me wrong. He said a lot of really good Twitter, Instagram, bull, just like quick, funny one-liners yesterday about Jason Whitlock. But to me, if you were going for the haymaker and to end it, you didn't really have a lot of evidence that would suggest that Whitlock was telling a lot of lies. At least not with what I saw, Rob. Maybe you saw something different. He said yesterday Stephen A. talked about an email that was sent from Jason Whitlock to Stephen A. Why didn't you have that email yesterday? You said that he sent you an email basically apologizing. It had been really good to see that email yesterday. You don't care about burning that bridge in your relationship with Stephen A. or with Whitlock. That, that's gone. It's been gone. So you could share a private conversation between you two and what he was doing. That would have been the bombshell yesterday, right? You should have had communication from people who I think on the record, like I, I think it's very obvious for all the things that Jason Whitlock has said about Jamel Hill and all that kind of stuff. He tried to get Jamel Hill to work for him at ESPN. Where was some of that contact and information yesterday? I just I watched all of what Stephen A. Smith had to say yesterday. And the way that he kind of set it up, I thought he was going to throw more haymakers than he ended up doing. He fired a lot of insults and shots at Jason Whitlock, and I'm not even saying they're not deserved shots on the side of Jason Whitlock. Like, in this media fight, if, if the only two people that I've seen stand up for you are Megyn Kelly and Sage Steele, that's not the side I want to be on personally. I'm cool with being opposite of them on a lot of issues. I'm fine with it. I just, I thought Stephen A. Smith was going to have a little bit more bite than what he had yesterday, and it was a lot of bark, and he is the best at barking of anybody in this profession. I thought he was going to have a little bit more yesterday, Rob. I really did. I mean, he said a lot, but you're right. He didn't have any evidence to support a lot. He even said things like, my former colleague, Chris Broussard, feels this way too. Why didn't, it's a podcast, correct? You can call non-ESPN employees. He he certainly cursed like it was a podcast and not radio. Call non-ESPN employees like Broussard. Call Jamel Hill. Have them pop on for a segment. The same way we have guests on our show, you can easily, easily have guests on your podcast. But it was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of personal shots, but not a lot of evidence to support either side, which means that, you know, this was going to happen. We're going to get another reaction to the reaction, this tiff, this beef, this drama. It was not going anywhere. I don't know if you can respond again if you're Stephen A. Like, I don't know if you can build it up the way that you built it up yesterday. I'm only going to do this one time, and now you respond to getting a Whitlock. Yeah, but Whitlock's coming back. Of course, but I'm saying is yesterday, if you were Stephen A., you should have laid either napalm to Jason Whitlock yesterday that it's over. It's finished. There ain't no coming back. Hey, I've got this email where you were begging me to come on first take. 
You used to be a fan. That's what I thought you were going to have yesterday. He just didn't have that bombshell, like in a rap diss, you know? There's always that, oh, my goodness, like when Pusha T and Drake were going back and forth. You got to have that, oh, my. I, I just didn't get that yesterday from Stephen A. And I thought that he was going to, yesterday, was his, that was his diss record. I thought he was going to have a little bit more fire than what he had yesterday. I really did. I thought he was going to have a little more. I wanted that email, bro. You used to be a fan. That's how this business is, man. People in this business be weird. They be like real big fans of you, and then they just start acting funny. I don't really fool with them. That's weird. A lot of weirdos, you want my opinion. All right, well, tomorrow on the show, we'll go back down to Miami. We got Nate Taylor in studio. We'll go through the player props. I've got a lot of stats that I've been compiling for the week just to get ready for Friday's show. We're going to have a lot of fun, man. I hope you guys stay warm. I hope the weather's good. We're having our um, beer event tomorrow night. We're going to play left, right, center. We're going to drink beers. We're going to eat food. It's going to be a great time. I highly encourage you to come out. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourself. It's the drive. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals Deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.